0: I'm Gregory Hallows, and this is Preserve Halloween Podcast. So, I I haven't recorded a podcast in a week or so because I've been traveling. I've been uh, closing out my year for my other business. I've been getting ready for the uh, Preserve Halloween Festival in November, which is taking up a ton of my time. Um, and it's just really busy, but I've wanted to sit down and record a podcast just to check in, see how everyone's doing. It is, believe it or not, halfway through October, which is insane. Um, I remember recording a bunch of podcasts last year because of a lot of it was because I had a lot more time off because of the pandemic. Um, But I wanted to, to check in with everyone, see how you know the month of October is going for everybody. How are your decorations going? Do you know what you're going to decorate? Uh, have you even started? Some people still haven't started. Um, how are you going on your all the lists that people are doing, like the Halloween movies list and the Drawoweens and the you know all the cool stuff that happens in October? How are you guys holding up with that? I have not been able to keep up with most of it. Um, Putting on a show or an event is very time-consuming for anyone that does it. You understand. Um, I'm gearing up to start mailing out the the second year of the uh, preserve or the Halloween Preservation Society memberships. Um, all of the items have arrived, and I'm very excited about what is going out this year. I am changing it up a little. I've, I've. The cool thing about doing anything is you can learn the process and what works and what doesn't work. And I've learned that mailing individual buttons is kind of a pain when it comes to the post office. So I swapped out those with the um, die cuts, decorations this year, and patches, which. It's something I wanted to do last year, and it's something that people asked for. I just didn't know really where to get them, and I had already pretty much announced what I was going to do before uh, people started asking about it. So, But patches are, are part of the second year. And for those of you who were first-year members and you've re-upped for the second year, I'm thinking of doing something special for you guys for just, uh, thank you for sticking with me. I didn't do all the things I planned on doing for the, uh, first year of the memberships. There's a lot that I had in mind or plan to do. Um, it was a lot of fun. It's really exciting that so many people want to, uh, preserve Halloween as much as I do and just want to be a part of the community. So I think you know, everyone for, for joining. I'm really excited about sending out the new stuff. I'm really happy with how everything has turned out so far. Um, But let me catch up on some of the things I've been wanting to talk about. Uh, I will be in Texas in about a week. If anyone wants to come and say hello or, you know, talk to me or just have fun in an event that is going on that celebrates Halloween. This uh Selena, Texas is um putting on a an event called Beware of the Square. And uh since I signed up for it, they have also uh been designated as the official Halloween capital of North Texas by a judge named Chris Hill. Uh it's a very similar story to the Anoka, Minnesota. Uh, self-proclaiming them themselves as the Halloween capital of the world. Um, I posted on Facebook the other day about you know who is truly the first of anything when it comes to Halloween. Uh, we constantly, or I constantly, am looking at archives and newspaper records and anything I can get my hands on to find out who was the first in the United States to officially, you know, do something like a parade or a Halloween celebration. And I have a few answers. There's like four or five cities that could claim they are the first. And it's fun to keep researching it. And I don't ever want to know an answer because I want to keep looking. So I'm going to keep, you know, scouring the internet and Anything I could get my hands on to see what uh, who is the first for you know Halloween in general for a lot of things, but I am an official vendor, or not me personally, but the uh, Halloween Preservation Society is an official vendor at Boer the Square for this year, and it happens on October 23rd, and the hours are from 4 p.m. to 9 p.m. and I think at 9 o'clock is when it starts they're showing uh a movie so come down to selena Texas, or come over or however wherever you are come to selena and visit it's just outside of uh the dfw area i'm trying to decide still if i want to fly or if i'm going to drive i'm probably going to drive so i can go do some other stuff i'd really like to go visit uh, scream hollow again That was a lot of fun. The last time I was in Texas, um, visit the gas station in Bastrop where they shot Texas Chainsaw Massacre. There's a lot of, um, new things popping up. I want to visit, uh, Paul Bearer Press, which is a really cool vendor that sells some shirts that I own. And, uh, met them, uh, at a lot of shows there. They are opening up a store in Austin. So that's cool. I want to, go hang out there i'll always love to visit austin because i can go record shopping or i can just you know go hang out it's got a lot of really good food and there's always something going on in uh austin but i'm probably going to kind of explore around texas i don't have a ton of time to do it but i do want to uh kind of hang out while it's october i really love to go visit the bat world sanctuary um, it's kind of out of the way for most of what I go to Texas for, but um, I will be doing some raffles or auctions to raise money for what they're doing because I'm I'm really behind their organization as long as as well as Ween Dream, and you know people like that are always you know I I, I want to help them as much as I can so. Uh, maybe I can go visit them, see some cool bats. Um, not sure if that's going to happen, but anyway, the, the, there's really no, this is one of those podcasts that I just decided to hit record and kind of see what comes out. I'm going through my emails now to, to see if there was anything that I wrote down to talk about. The big thing was, uh, I, I do want to put some more effort into researching a couple of towns that I have read about recently. I posted some newspaper articles from the 1800s about Halloween and Halloween parades and Halloween celebrations. So I, I'm just fascinated with the history of, you know, Halloween in the United States and and how it came to be. Um, I'm, oh, I know what I was going to talk about, and I just it just came to me. Like like I said, these, these podcasts, I don't really edit. I just start recording, and whatever comes out of my head. But I've been in getting a lot of good recommendations on Bandcamp for music for Halloween, um, because you, there's a lot of lists this month. I've talked about that in the past. Some are very good. Some are horrible. A lot of things have nothing to do with Halloween, and they try to make it or force it to be Halloween-related, so that they have something to publish. Uh, I'm talking about magazines, newspapers, just media in general. A lot of times, you know, I go to read an article, and it's just super disappointing because it has nothing to do with Halloween at all. It's just, let's slap Halloween on it, and maybe someone will read it. Um, And that's what, unfortunately, a lot of articles now, or this month, I get a... I have Google Alerts for Halloween that, you know, it's going off like crazy this month. But a lot of it is just, you know, the word is mentioned. It's not really anything beneficial to me. Um, I'm excited. There, I'm about a month away from heading to Texas and putting on the inaugural uh, Preserve Halloween Festival. I'm excited, but I'm also very terrified I've talked about imposter syndrome plenty of times on this podcast because I want everyone to be okay with with having it because I think everyone has it in some form but I I'm feeling it big time right now because you know the show's a month away it's about to re- be a reality I hope everyone comes and has a good time I'm trying uh, working on a few more added things to put into the show. We just announced Kat Cressida. I was really excited to add her to the guest list. She was the final. There was a few people I had in mind to add to the show. She was one of them. Uh, some of the other ones didn't pan out. So she ended up being the last guest that I announced. And for those who don't know, she's a voice actress and or voice actor. And she has worked for ESPN and Disney. And you know, her main roles for for me and the reason why I chose to to want her at the show was she does the voice of Constance Hatchaway the bride from the Haunted Mansion when they revamped the ride and they added some backstory to her character she was chosen to be the voice. Um, she's also the voice of Little Girl Lost on the Tower of Terror ride. And she voices uh, Dee Dee from Dexter's Laboratory in some non-Halloween or horror-related roles. And she's also the backup to, uh, not the backup, I guess, but whenever Joan Cusack can't do the roles from Toy Story of uh, the Cowgirl, Cat fills in for it. So she's the voice on some of the rides at the at the park and any of the properties where Joan's not available, Cat fills in. So it's really cool. She has a really a real Willy. A really, really well rounded uh resume. She's the voice of, of pardon the interruption for any sports fans. She uh also is the voice on the draft for for uh ESPN. So she's you've heard her voice most likely somewhere. So I'm really excited to add her along with all the other 11 guests that we have. Um, it's going to be a fun show. I'm about to go heavy into uh, more promotions to end out the this month. It's the perfect time to promote a Halloween show. i have getting asked at least once a day, probably 10 times a day or more, why am I doing the show in November? And this is the reason why, is because I can spend this month Promoting the show to those people who love Halloween and want to continue celebrating beyond October 31st, much like a lot of us. Um, I want to continue. I, I, you know, love Halloween all year round. I know it sounds like a cheesy answer, but, you know, that's what I say when people ask me, why are you doing the show in November? It's, I love Halloween all the time. I mean, my last name's Hallows, so that's the other joke. Is I mean, I kind of feel obligated to to celebrate and preserve all this stuff because it's my name. Um, but I, I really hope everyone's having a, a wonderful October. I just watched the a uh, few of the episodes of the Elvira 40th anniversary on Shudder. I also watched Joe Bob's uh, Halloween Hoedown, which I knew. I had a feeling that people weren't going to be happy with the selections. I don't think anyone will ever be happy until he shows Halloween three, which I doubt he ever does. Um, at this point, it's kind of a running joke. Once he shows it, like that, that ends. It's like you know, watching a sitcom where you know the the main storyline is the two main characters you know are in love and just never get together. Well, once they do, the show's over. So I kind of equate it to that. I know Darcy wants Halloween 3 to be shown on anything Joe Bob's related to. But, you know, once you do it, that's it. It's done. You can't ever change the fact that you showed it. So I hope he holds out like forever and never shows it. I mean, I would love to hear his thoughts on the movie and his, you know, encyclopedic knowledge of just – film history, it's always wonderful to sit and talk to him. I've done it a few times, or I've been privileged enough to do it a few times and just sit and talk to him about movies and just in general, and it's its awesome. Uh, so I'm excited that people, other people can have that, that uh, experience at the event. So I think I'm going to cut it off there. I really want to know what you guys are doing for Halloween. What are you preparing to do for the night, the actual night of? Maybe we can plan some kind of uh, get together online, this like a scener. or you know, like I did before, the show the movies and y'all just hang out and chat. Uh, Halloween's not an easy night to do that, so maybe the night before, like Halloween Eve, All Hallows Eve, or All Hallows Eve Eve. Uh, maybe we can plant something. So let me know what you think. Email me or hit me up on Instagram or Facebook. And uh, just keep preserving Halloween.
1: I'm going to do a little Halloween history here first. Um, most people think Halloween came from the Gaelic festival of how do you say that? How do, I don't how do you say know. it? Sa- everybody Sam, tells me different. S A M H A I N. What you know? And, and Sam. And
0: Hain. No, it's
1: people, not Sam uh-huh. Hain. Sam no. It is not Sam Hain.
0: People correct that all the time. It, you
1: no, know, it's like it's something weird that has nothing to do with the letters S A M H A I N. But it was a celebration of the end of the harvest season and the beginning of the dark nights of winter. And in the Gaelic lands like Scotland and Ireland, those nights are very dark and very long and very cold. And so it was believed that when you're crossing over into the darkness, there's this day where this world and the underworld, meaning the place where all the dead spirits go, could mix together. And so there were these fairies, spirits from the other side who would come into our world and screw with us. So what we would do is we would put on a disguise so the fairies couldn't find us because they might haul our asses back to hell with them. You know? So you would also set stuff on fire so that the fairies wouldn't come close to you. Okay, so on the Celtic calendar, the new year starts on November the 1st at the beginning of the darkest days of the year. See, these were not joyful people. Let's just start with that. These, these, these were grim sons of bitches that started this stuff. And the other importance of, of fairy day October 31st, is that if you were a Druid high priest, you could predict the future. So everybody put on an animal head and a loincloth, and, and, and you lit a big fire, and you sat around, and you waited for the head Druid to tell you what was going to happen next year and to keep the dead people away while you were doing that. And you would sacrifice animals in order to you know protect yourself. And sometimes you would sacrifice human beings.
0: Are you sure about your history on this?
1: No, I'm not sure about any of this stuff, because it's all very confusing. You know, try to study the history of Halloween. It's very confusing, (laughs) because the Catholics get involved. The Catholics come along, and they say, hey, we got to stop this stuff you people are doing. And so they said, instead of doing the Druid rituals, let's just have honor the dead days. So we'll have All Souls Day, and on November 1st, we'll honor all the Christian martyrs. And that'll be Halloween. And if you still want to do something on October 31st, you want to dress up like a saint. Go ahead and, you know, that's, that's the way to celebrate October 31st. And uh, everybody went, screw that, we're having too much fun. <laughs> but uh, we are going to dress up like angels and devils and ghosts. And um, I've seen some people dress up like saints on Halloween. What, Saint Drogo? Or <laughs> Who? Who? St. Drogo, supposedly the saint of repulsive people. Mm. So anyway, the reason I'm talking about Catholicism is that modern Halloween doesn't happen until the Irish potato famine of the 1840s when all these Irish Catholic people, those are your people, right? You're welcome. Yeah, they came over to the U.S. and what they brought to the party is the trick-or-treat tradition. Now, people don't even know what that means anymore. It means on October 31st, all the children are free to do whatever the heck they want to do. They're liberated for that night. And what they wanted to do was run around the neighborhood threatening the adults. The kids were, they were, it was like a protection racket. If you give us candy or money, we will not throw paint on your house or dig up your garden. And also, one, one more thing they did. Young women would use Halloween to tell their fortunes, mainly their romantic fortunes, and they would do this by bobbing for apples. So if you got that apple on the first try, you're, you're gonna marry a stud right. millionaire, you know? If it took it. you nine tries yeah. to get the apple, you're gonna get paired with a guy named Hiram who pumps gas at the Texaco station. <laughs> and, and then I would add two things that make up modern Halloween to the, to the official history. Okay. And that, well, one of those is that Castro Street Halloween parade in San Francisco. That thing started around 1963, and that inspired Halloween parades all over America. And um, uh, the other one was the movie Halloween Mm. in 1978, which pretty much sent the message that it's this holiday where everything gets turned upside down and the boogeyman rules.